Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. It's a beautiful morning. For some few weeks we've been talking about secrets of the kingdom. And as I listen to the messages and go back to the scriptures, I see deep, deep, deep wisdom and insight. I remember when I was young, a story my mom told me. I don't know whether it's a real story, a real event that happened, or it's another parable. But my mom told me about three friends who got, um, there was a quarrel between them and has to be settled. And the quarrel came about because um, one of the friends, the first friend lived by the sea. And he went around just walking by the sea and saw a stone a very beautiful looking stone. So he picked the stone and brought it home and put it on his center table because it was beautiful. Then the second friend came around and saw the stone and said, oh, where from this stone? He said, I just saw it at the beach. It's nice, so I just brought it to put it there. But I have no need or use for it. It's just because it's nice. And so, okay, this friend also lived by the sea. He says, normally, when the wind blows, um, it blows my window. So I just put blocks there, and they keep breaking. But the stone looks hard. So if I should put it there, at least it can stop the wind. It can break the wind, and then the window will be stable. And the friend said, oh, you can have it. I mean, I have no use for it. So he took it and went to use it to um, block the window. Then the third friend came in one day just leaned by the window, and then noticed the stone, and asked the guy, ah, where from this stone? I said, oh, it is this other friend who gave it to me. I said, and what are you using it for? I said, just to block the window. So, wow, can you sell it to me? I said, oh, I just got it for free. You can have it. I mean, I have no use for it. If you can get me anything else to replace, what? I said, no, I want to pay for it. Just tell me how much it costs. I said, anything. So he went home, got some good money, and gave it to him. He said, I don't understand this, man. What's wrong with you? How could you pay for this stone? Apparently, it was a diamond. The two friends did not know what it was. The third one realized he wasn't sure it was a diamond, but he knew it was a pearl. It was a treasure. So he bought it, went out to sell it, made so much money. Suddenly, his life has been transformed. The two other friends came to him and said, what happened? Why have you so transformed within? They said, that stone you gave me. I sold it and made so much from it. And then it became a fight. The first one says, it's for me. The second one said, you gave it to me, so it's no more yours. It's mine. And the third one says, but I paid for it. Whilst I was going through the scriptures in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus 
gave a parable which looked a little similar to this story, but in a different context. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 and 45, Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. Amen. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God and its value. Recently, Nana Kofi told us one of the parables Jesus said earlier before this one about the man who went to sow, same seed, same field, but different parts of the field and different results. And this parable brings us to the realization of what the kingdom of God is. Jesus is telling us that the kingdom of God is a treasure. A treasure that is worth so much that everything you have is far less than that treasure. And yet that treasure is free. Jesus says that it was in the field. The man did not create the treasure. The treasure was just there in the field. For the pearl, it has always been there. It was created by the creator. All the man needs to do is to look out for. He's been selling pearls for a long time. But this time he decided, I want something of more value. And when he found it, he gave up everything to get those pearls. When John the Baptist started preaching, he preached, he says, the kingdom of God is near. Repent, because the kingdom is near. Where has the kingdom been all along? Jesus says that from the beginning of creation until John the Baptist, he says John is the greatest man that has ever lived. Greatest man that has ever lived but he is the least of the kingdom. It means that everything we have seen in the Old Testament is just a glimpse of what the kingdom of God is. So John started preaching. He says, the kingdom is coming. It is very near. So repent. Change your mindset. Change the perception that you have about God. For many times when we talk about God, and his righteousness, like Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. A cring in a way. I mean, we, we fear the thought of God's righteousness. A standard that is too high for us. It feels like letting go of your comfort for God's righteousness. But that is what Jesus is talking about. He says that, what you are enjoying, what you are calling comfort, what you are talking about, there is something more precious than this. So when Jesus was talking in Matthew chapter 6, he says that your heavenly father knows you need food, you need clothing. All these basic needs 
God knows you need them. But look out for the kingdom. Because when you get the kingdom, all these things, you have them, but they are just reserves. There is something more precious. Just while sitting down and thinking through the kingdom, the glimpses of the kingdom in the Old Testament, as Pastor Kujo said, can you imagine people like Elisha waking up in the morning and being surrounded by armies in their armored cars? And then you are not bothered because you belong to a kingdom. So you are not moved by that. But the one who is not seeing what belongs is in the kingdom. Gets frightened and worried. We get worried. We get stressed. We get into a situation of frustration simply because we don't know where we belong. So Elisha has to pray for Gehazi. He says, Lord, open his eyes, let him see. And then he realized those that are for us are far, far at number those that are against us. So Jesus, John the Baptist came preaching the kingdom. He says, repent. Change your perception about God. Because for all along, the preaching about God from all the Old Testament is a God who is angry and ready to punish his people. But the kingdom is about God of love. When Paul realized that kingdom, he says the height, the depth, the width of this love is something that I cannot understand. It is a kingdom of love. The Bible says he reigns in righteousness. When we talk about the righteousness of God, it's about a standard that you cannot live up to. But God gives you the strength to live to it. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not in food and drinks, but in righteousness, joy, peace in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. It is about who God is. It is about the reign of God. It is about the power of God. Jesus manifested it in many ways. Just the glimpse of the kingdom. He says, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, then the kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God is what we should desire. And as we go on searching and looking out for the secrets of the kingdom, we should realize that this kingdom is something greater than anything else we can imagine. For many times, for many believers, when we talk about the kingdom of God, we limit it to going to heaven. And so it looks like, okay, then there is nothing there for us until we die and go to heaven. But that is not what Jesus said. Jesus told us that the kingdom is here and in the now. There is a kingdom that God has given to us. It is in the now. We live in that kingdom. He says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, he said the kingdom is not just talk, but power. It is a kingdom of the manifestation of the power of God. It is the reign of God in the midst of people. It is not a kingdom that comes by manifestation. That is, Jesus said, you will not see it coming. But it is at work. When we open our hearts and we yield ourselves to the kingdom of God, we will see God at work in our lives. So the Bible says that this merchant who is looking out for precious pearls, 
when he found out one, he gave up everything and went out for this one. For this morning, Pastor Kujo had just given a part of it. Um, her sister has given just a part of it. All that I came here to do is to encourage us to seek out what is there, this kingdom that is so precious to God that he wants us to have it. He has given us the kingdom. He said, my little children, it is the desire of the Father that you should have this kingdom. There is a kingdom. It is the reign of God, the reign of righteousness, the reign of justice at work in this earth. It works beyond the economic principles of this life. Jesus manifested it when he took just five loaves of bread and two fishes and fed thousands just to prove that the economy I operate, the kingdom I operate on, does not depend on the world's economy. Yes, issues may come up here and there, but there is a kingdom. And when that kingdom is at work in our life, the experience is a different thing altogether. It is a kingdom that takes away our fears. It is a kingdom that gives us peace in the midst of the storm. In Isaiah, let me quickly read Isaiah chapter 11. It just gives a picture of how that kingdom works in Isaiah chapter 11. Sorry. Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1. It says, A shoot will come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch will bear fruit from his roots. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and power. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in the fear of the Lord. He won't judge by what his eyes see. Nor decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy and decide with equity for earth's poor. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and the wicked will be killed with the breath of his lips. Righteousness will be the sash around his loins, and faithfulness the belt around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb, and I love this part. When God's kingdom is at work in our lives, we will see people that are of different characters that naturally should not be able to, be, to cope together, working together in peace and love. He says that the wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the lion will graze together and a little child will lead them. This is just an example of what God's kingdom is about. When Christ is at work, when the spirit of God is at work in our lives, when we give Christ the full control of our lives, things that are impossible become possible. Situations that are impossible become possible. Verse 7 says, The cow and the bear will graze. And their young will lie down together, 
and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The nursing child will play over the hole of the cobra, and the winged child will put his hand on vipers' dens. They will neither harm nor destroy on my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of knowledge of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. Amen. When the power of God is at work, when the spirit of God is at work, we will realize, you know, one of the things, so John the Baptist preaching says that repent. And one of the things he said about sin, repent from sin. Most of the time we see sin as an attraction. We see sin as a means of finding joy. But Jesus tells us that sin is like the, what the prodigal son was experiencing. Eating pig's food and feeling that is the best. Until, Bible says, until he came to his senses. Suddenly he realized he was in rags. It is like a madman going around and eating from the beans out there. And feels like I'm the champion of the world. When we are living in sin, that is how we see it. It is difficult to let go. Because, because we are blinded by the prince of this world. We see that situation, we find ourselves as comfortable. We feel this is the best of life. Until the veil is taken off. Until the scales fall from our eyes. Until we see that glory that God has manifested for us. And when we see this, we realize the beauty of what God has for us. Christ has given us a kingdom. It is in the present and it is in the future. It is the kingdom of the reign of God in the life of individuals. It is not the complete reign of Christ when he takes over the earth. For now, it is the reign of Christ in the life of individuals. And just like the field, we all belong into this kingdom. But when we realize the worth of the kingdom, that is where it becomes ours. My prayer this morning is that God will open our eyes to see the glorious things, the wonderful things, the deep things that he has given to us for free. This is what Paul said, saw when he said, who can separate us from the love of God? Can tribulations, can pain, can the world that is yet to come? He mentioned all the negative things. He said nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ. I pray that God will open us our eyes to see this wonderful, glorious kingdom that he has given to us. The kind of kingdom where a man was 120 years, and the Bible says his strength was like 40, because he was walking with God, because he sees God. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you for this treasure, the treasure of your kingdom, of the reign of Christ, of we surrounding our lives to your reign and control, that we want your rule over our lives. Isaiah says that the Lord is our judge. He's our lawgiver. He's our king and he will save us. That we move from this world's rule onto the rule of God. 
that you become our judge. You become our king. That we follow your rules. That we follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.